Hey everyone, welcome back to Project Unoya. Today I have a special guest with me, Cyril. Say hi. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about the power of drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Drugs are great. Amazing. <laughs> what's What's your favorite drug? Um. <laughs> we're just going to go right into it. No, Let's. Uh, honestly, probably weed. <laughs> what about you? Okay, when I was, like, younger, I was like, I was never going to do drugs ever. <laughs> and now I'm like, so bad. <laughs> That's fine. Like, you can smoke as much weed as you want. But sometimes it does have bad um, things on your health. Yeah, there are, like, opinion. yeah, there are certain side effects to, like, weed and drugs and you know overconsumption. there's a certain point where you, with any drug it becomes like too much you know and i mean like mostly the reason why people like start doing drugs or taking drugs is to escape yeah yeah and that's when people start getting dependent on it and mm becoming obsessed with the fact that they need it every day yeah there was a study in like the 50s or not 50s it was during world war ii maybe or maybe even the vietnam war where they actually gave meth or heroin to the soldiers on the front lines um, just as an escape from the hell that they lived through and that's and during that time, um, before all the soldiers came back home, everyone was concerned that uh, everyone from the war that was coming back would be a meth head or mm-hmm. like just crazy on drugs. But in reality, th- the users that came back to loving homes and like families, they stopped using. They weren't dependent on it. And because they needed that escape factor in Vietnam or during war coming back home was even better than heroin wow you know what I mean yeah I would agree like if you're getting to come home from that hell it would 100% be better mm-hmm. yeah so that's definitely so true like an everyday life yeah. you know and people even if you're like not going through a war people even if they're just sad just like the simplest thing drugs will take them to a completely whole different universe yeah you know and it destroys like the people that you would never think would ever let their lives be consumed exactly exactly you got it it's yeah honestly we're all fighting our own battles and our own wars and even if they're not wars that you fight with guns or on the front lines there's still battles you fight and like sometimes you just need that escape or like that release of something yeah and honestly the reason why i really wanted to talk about drugs mainly is because i feel like it's really looked at as really negatively oh yeah i'm gonna say but there's a lot of positives to some of it as long as you don't get ahead of yourself you know what i mean 
there's so many people who really do become dependent on stuff that they shouldn't because let's say you get prescription yeah okay and you get prescribed something that's really strong um i know the drug that i got from the doctor would when i googled it it was like oh you might get addicted to this and thank god i didn't oh my god oh my god yeah but there are certain people who will get addicted to something when all they want is to just be happy in the end of the day and not anything dramatic where let's say you're taking heroin that's completely different than taking something prescription and trying to use that as a way to become healthier Mm -hmm. but that really does burden a lot of people with like getting prescription drugs and stuff people get scared yeah Mm -hmm. there's with prescription drugs it's there's just so many problems that come along with the territory but at the same time like prescription drugs are like necessary in our society but people that abuse those medicines and like treatments then it's it's kind of shitty on like everyone else and just like as a whole when we talk about mental health and sometimes people would be like oh don't be afraid to take the drugs that your doctor gives you but at the same time if you don't understand like what this drug is and you don't understand how it's gonna affect your body physically and mentally because sometimes people get even more depressed yeah and like way worse on like that prescription and that's why they result to like harsh drugs yeah yeah and it's crazy exactly and that's why like i smoked weed for so long like when i first started smoking weed my first time that i smoked it i cried so much <laughs> you're having a breakdown yeah, at first. I, I, so <laughs> I literally cry i don't even know why what, I, what made you cry what made little inez cry over I, weed i think I smoked weed for the first time with these two friends that I used to work with a long time ago, but they introduced me to it. But when the when I smoked for the first time, I just like started bawling and bawling, and I could not stop at all. I don't know what's wrong with me. And so over time, I just started smoking more weed. Oh, okay. I got better at it. Like I never cried again. <laughs> Uh, there have like, been a few times. There's, 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 she's like, oh, I live with you. I know exactly <laughs> what happens behind these closed doors. And that's fine. We just smoke more weed. Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, when I before when I smoked weed, I would green out a lot. Ooh. I hate that shit. I love that shit. <laughs> it's not that I love it. It's just that I have done it so much that I'm used to it. I don't know. So when you green out now, let's say, is it the same feeling as how you greened out the first time you smoked weed? Uh, it's very similar. The first time that I greened out was super scary. And like, I thought I was literally dying. And I woke up in the hospital the next day. I swear to God, I told you this. No, you didn't. Okay. Well, that was like one of my first times greening out. Um, and then throughout the years, I definitely know when it's coming 
and, and how to stop. Yeah, like because I have poor self control <laughs> and inhibition. Um, I learned how to cope with greeting out because a lot of it is anxiety that you feel in your head. It's like, oh, I'm dying. I'm tripping out. I'm gonna throw up and like you probably are but being able to mitigate that with like certain practices or like understanding what your body needs in that moment despite being so baked out of your mind yeah it's just a learning process you know when you get when you're like really good at throwing up when you drink a lot yeah (laughs) yeah yeah a hundred percent i could say that I'd rather be smoking weed than drinking alcohol if I was somewhere. Unless I was at the club, like, that's different. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I would, if I was, like, at a party or something, I'd rather just, like, smoke weed. But nowadays, because of my anxiety, like, I have to smoke Indica, which means, like, I have to chill out, which also means I can't party with weed anymore. (laughs) So I'm stuck with alcohol, but hey, the good thing is, is that I'm not resulting or I'm not putting myself in dangerous situations where I have to take like really strong drugs. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause hey, I could take Molly. Like Molly is okay. (laughs) Like I'm not going to be it's good for you, but it's better than freaking doing crack yeah okay there's certain drugs that you can literally minimize the use in but you can take to just like recreationally yeah not like a fix yeah you don't fiend for these drugs it's not like a dependency exactly and yeah that's you got to do that with like anything you ingest in your body especially drugs Mm -hmm. can you tell us what drugs you've Oh, oh God. Nah, I've only done a few things. Like, <laughs> I've, like, the usual weed. I don't know. It depends, like, what I'm in the mood for. Like, <laughs> it's like, I've done everything. Um, It's no. just, like, when I like it, I'll do it. When I wake up, I smoke indica. <laughs> when I have lunch, <laughs> I do cocaine. <laughs> just kidding. Um, no, well, yeah, I think it... A lot of it is like a social atmosphere because if I'm at a party, I'm going to want to do whatever's there. If I'm alone, then I'm just probably going to wind myself down. They're hard to get, but shrooms, you know, th- that's my favorite drug, shrooms. Mm. Those are crazy good. And it's all natural. They're vegan, baby. <laughs> Honestly, like, okay, I... <laughs> Cyril knows this. I bought shrooms, okay, and I tried the shrooms. I tried like I'm gonna say a gram. A gram is literally one piece of shroom, and I thought I would at least feel something. But apparently, you have to take like three or four to feel anything, and that you guys does not taste great. It tastes disgusting. Oh, I hate mushrooms to begin with. And they look so scary and They're gross. They're gnarly. I hate the way they look. <laughs> They're so ugly. For like being such a great drug, they are so terrible. Uh, you know what I'll compare them to? Moths. And I 
freaking hate moths. That's okay? actually a big... They, moths are wow. the zombies of butterflies. Sh- shrooms are the zombies of like those beautiful <laughs> mushrooms. Like those cute red ones. Red cap mushrooms? <laughs> that is with the polka dots. Those are cute. You, those yeah. Are hella cute. Super Fuck poisonous. those shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> no way is it. They're not... I don't think they're edible. Oh, yeah, but I'm just... <laughs> you can't eat butterflies. I'm just giving you an example. I get what you're saying. Okay, perfect. I agree. Yeah, thank you. They're, yeah, because I like moths, too. <laughs> that makes sense. You like, you like dead things. Let me just say that. Moths are living. Fuck that. <laughs> One thing I'm going to tell you guys, I have the biggest phobia. Don't ever send me a picture of that shit. Don't ever talk to me about that. Okay. I just hate it. Back to shrooms. (laughs) Weird tangent. Yeah, exactly. It's great though. But yeah, shrooms are, they're, they suck ass. They taste like shit and they how do I explain it? They taste like eating an old person person's ashes. You know? Oh it just God. tastes like death and just like shit. It's I not really good. hope you don't know what a per- dead person's ashes taste like. No, totally. <laughs> I never accidentally tripped into an urn and oh broke my, it. Oh my God. Don't. don't. <laughs> to be honest, instead of shrooms, fuck shrooms, I'd rather wow. take acid. Wow, manufactured drugs versus a God's green earth of drugs. Acid's pretty cool too, though. <laughs> you know, I swear, okay, so one of my friends, um, he's like, yo, don't take shrooms. Because I was like asking, I was like, I want shrooms right now. <laughs> get me shrooms. I want to get shrooms. I'll pay you whatever. You know? Were those the same shrooms that you had? for like two years oh yeah i didn't even <laughs> tell you guys the story so my friend uh he was like don't take shrooms because i was like i want to buy shrooms right now like get me these shrooms like i want to understand how it feels like a people apparently move out of their of bodies oh yeah i don't even freaking know okay but i youtubed it <laughs> YouTube's my bestie. Honestly, yeah. And Prepare yourself. Yeah, and I saw like all these levels of like how much shrooms you're supposed to take to like feel anything, and like the last level is like the godlike <laughs> dose or whatever the fuck. And um, apparently that's when you fully like extend out of your body and you're like with Earth. And I was like, bro, I want that. <laughs> I want to ascend into an ethereal plane. Literally. And so I'm like, get me shrooms. Get I... me. <laughs> Give it to me now. You know, and I was like, I need it. And he's like, don't take it. It's so disgusting. You're not you're not gonna like it. Take acid instead. And like I I convinced him. I don't know how the fuck he got convinced by me. <laughs> but I convinced him to get uh, get me a shroom and like we have a little bit and it didn't work but then I wanted to try again oh. and so that's when I got these like shrooms from this other friend and I had them forever <laughs> and I was just like terrified of taking it because they just looked so disgusting yeah. and they smelled so bad 
Um, They're quite intimidating, like, as a drug. Like, Yeah, right? And I was, like, trying to sell it. Nobody would take it from me. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, you know, fuck this. I'm just going to have, like, these shrooms for the rest of my life. And um, I moved in with Ella and Cyril, and they're like, what the fuck? Why do you have, like, a half a bag of shrooms that are, like, crunchy? You know, yeah, shrooms, they're good for some, not for all. Same with acid, any drug. But, like, acid is way more potent. Because, mm-hmm. like, sometimes, like, you'll do a half a sheet, and it's like, you're oh, good. yeah, I did half a sheet, and my phone turned, like, yellow. Nice. It was awesome. But hey, when it was kind of like the feeling of Molly, when I took too much Molly, I started seeing a lot of shit. Ooh, like what? Have you gone, have you like taken too much Molly before? No. Yeah, I took too much Molly and it was during New Year's and um, I just like, I was gone. I, alcohol, filled body and molly like fuck like i was just fucked okay and um i started seeing stuff coming out of the walls and i started seeing people wearing like sunglasses when they weren't wearing sunglasses yeah and i was like take off your sunglasses (laughs) and they were like pink with a flare on them you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. they just looked out of this world and i was like why would someone wear these (laughs) (laughs) you're just hallucinating that bad yeah i was like what is going on and i was like holy fuck like i they're a blind person you're just like take off your sunglasses (laughs) i'm like bro wow i was like i love molly And that's the moment she knew she was going to do Molly every day for the rest of her life. <laughs> what, what a great way to end the story. Oh my god. Honestly, the only drugs that I've ever literally done is I've smoked weed, I've taken Molly and acid and shrooms. That's it. I will never take any other drug ever. I'm going to say that now. Watch me be a crackhead. (laughs) You're like setting yourself up for failure. Because it's like, I am never going to do these drugs. Yeah, when when we were kids, we also said, I'm never going to do smoke dope. Oh, yeah. Here we are. I was like, I'm never touching weed. I'm not doing anything. (laughs) And I will never drink alcohol. And I'm gonna be like those idiots that I see every day, and I'm I'm that. <laughs> but we hey, grew I up. Love I love it. That's what being an adult is. It's about Honestly. exploring those options and having fun with your life. But don't take it to the extent where you have to have it as like a fix for yeah. like your mental health, for example. Oh yeah, that's like a big thing with like mental health. It's. It's weird because it's like we're kind of going circle, but it's like it's circular. That's what I like. Mm -hmm. It's with mental health and the use of drugs. um, There is that certain line that you have to draw for yourself because there's medicines for literally everything. You know, there's depression, Mm -hmm. psychotics. There's ones for like sleeping and 
being mentally unstable while also taking these drugs, you really have to watch out for dependency because with certain drugs that are pushed by doctors and physicians, um, they're more or less pushed for the pharmaceutical reps. You know, you've heard of pharma reps. Yeah. How like um, individuals will go into a doctor's office, they'll take the doctor out to lunch, they'll go golfing, maybe they'll get um, a cut of the shares of mm -hmm. however many uh, pills that they prescribe. Yeah. And it's like pill commission, you know? It's just, it's such a gross industry that when you take these pills that are pushed, like well, there, was, there was that one pill that was like Adderall or something, and they labeled it as they sold the pill basically as a happy, sexy, skinny drug because mm -hmm. it made people de so dependent on it. It was basically like heroin mm -hmm. in a pill form, and it made people lose appetite, uh, dependent on the drug, depressed, everything you can name and like including the drug uh the prescription you had oh yeah where it was like uh may cause depression or increased depression may cause panic attacks mm -hmm. blah 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 and you did experience those mm -hmm. and like others when you read the reviews you saw that they shared similar experiences despite the doctor swearing by mm -hmm. the drug you know how he said it's like oh this is what you need this is perfect sometimes it's not mm -hmm. sometimes you can tell and sometimes it is it's just being able to like figure that out for yourself yeah i think the scariest part is um getting prescription meds for your mental health because it's all about rewiring your brain mm -hmm. because it's kind of different if you get prescription meds for pain in your body for yeah. example, you could easily take like an Advil or whatever, mm -hmm. or something that really relates to where you want to fix that pain or problem. But anyways, prescription drugs for your mental health are just, it's so much more dangerous in so many more ways. And I actually got an email from somebody a week or two ago, and they emailed me and they were like, I feel responsible for the fentanyl pandemic and I feel what? like I need to have a say in or I need to apologize because I feel responsible for the pill epidemic and I was like what the frick this guy is like it's just what? a random email yes it was a random email and the thing is is when I was recording with Fia I got that email right after like the next morning so I got like super weirded out I'm like oh my gosh what the fuck because we kind of talked about um that drug that I was taking oh yeah so like that really reminded me of what you were telling me about like how they commission the prescription drugs and stuff it was like oh my god what if this is real like, it's 100% real, like, in daily life, but this dude just coming to me and <laughs> emailing me, I'm like, holy shit, like... It's out of nowhere. Yeah, but 
I asked somebody and they're like, no, he's probably just like out of his mind. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like what we're all out like? of our minds. And like this guy is just like trying to apologize to the world because he caused the pill epidemic. But, um, jeez, Yeah. Yeah, the whole opioids crisis is kind of insane. Especially, yeah, fentanyl, it started off as, like, an in-hospital drug. You know how there's, like, um, for people in rehab, like severe mm-hmm. rehab, they get legal heroin? Or, mm-hmm. oh, when you get a surgery, basically, the drugs that you're put on after are basically the clinical versions of street drugs. So you know how there's fentanyl now? That was, I'm probably wrong, but that was used in hospitals to treat rehab patients. That's why it's so potent and like so strong and so easily to get hooked on. Like I know like five people that all got, just because of one person got hooked on it. It was like a domino effect. Like one person got hooked he hooked this person that person hooked that person and it's just insane and it all started with like hospitals like Mm. developing the drug like the developers yeah and yeah those are legal because they're safely Mm -hmm. consumed you know i feel like older generation they really don't believe in let's say weed or yeah 100% like my mom hates the fact that I smoke weed. Oh my god, same. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, it's it's kind of a way for us to really use that as an escape from like our daily lives. You know, we work every day and we do so much every day. Like we need um, some type of thing to kind of give us that little edge. But I don't smoke weed that often, which is great because... I feel like we just made me get anxiety. Oh, okay. Yeah. I feel like it exacerbated certain aspects of your, like, your mental health. Yeah, exactly. Because when I used to smoke sativa, oh, I would smoke it every day, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And now, like, I can't even smoke it. So, like, it makes sense why, let's say, like, the older generation would disagree with it. Mm-hmm. But... they've they all do it and the thing is is there's such a huge stigma behind like taking drugs that everyone in this world takes drugs but it depends on what kind of drug you're using you know it's not like i'm a meth head Mm -hmm. you know i'm just smoking weed honestly (laughs) you're fine Mm -hmm. it's like a lot of it has to do with the media and how the public sees or oh, yeah. weed. The media really, especially when we were young, they're like, yeah. no weed, don't smoke weed. It's yeah. bad for you. You're going to die, literally. Yeah, literally advertisements back in the day, Reaganomics, D.A.R.E. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I can't remember what it stood for, but it was all of these campaigns to stop weed smokers or dope smokers. And, which is kind of insane when you think about the Reagan-Nixon presidencies because like that's when they brought drugs into like black communities you know they brought cocaine and like all these drugs to destabilize these communities as like those are like proven cia 
WikiLeaks kind of shit, you mm-hmm. know, that you like bare facts. And under Reagan, do you remember that Michael Jordan video where he's like sat in a gray or brown suit? He's like, stop it. Get some help. That's from an anti-drug ad from the Reagan administration. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like there's a whole bunch of like weird commercials that you see Mm -hmm. because they were so against drugs. And we remember that as kids or like growing up into adults from kids. It's like, just don't do drugs and blah, blah, blah. But when I'm like talking to my parents like nowadays, I'm just like, yeah, I'm fucking ripped. And then you're just like, oh, you're so bad. Don't do that. I'm like, mom, I know you guys used to party like crazy people when I was kids. Don't start with me, woman. Like, <laughs> I'm your age when you were doing this shit. Like, just be honest. At this point, because I came out with the podcast, I'm like, I don't care anymore. Like, what my mom knows about me at this point. <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> hey, mama. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I kind of have to share these experiences because there's so many people out there that really hate on the fact that, let's say, people smoke weed. It's different from person to person, you know? And there's medical marijuana. Exactly. Yeah. Weed has so many benefits in so many ways, and people, even with, I think, Alzheimer's, smoke weed to kind of help them. Yeah, certain yeah. cancer patients are prescribed weed mm-hmm. to deal with like the pains of cancer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, honestly, I just want to get rid of that and be like, yo, weed or let's say Molly or acid. As long as you understand where they're coming from, because sometimes you can get bad weed. When you buy anything that's laced, it could happen anytime. Okay. That's why you have to like trust your sources, trust where you're getting it from, educate yourself and what you're consuming. Because honestly, like me personally, I'm not going to like go buy uh, acid or molly from someone that like yeah. I don't know for like a you know what I mean source. exactly um and I think that's what we usually do nowadays everyone just gets like referrals basically yeah, they have their dealers and their yeah. dealers know their friends yeah exactly so it is uh, like a kind of safe world that you have as long as you understand where you're getting it from and as long as you surround yourself with people that can help you during that time because yeah. hey if you do green out that's with weed and even though we're saying like weed isn't bad for you and all that type of stuff you might green out and that's not a great feeling exactly take everything we say with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. i always say if you're not sure of what you're trying try it with people that care about you Mm -hmm. because it's like i will never try a new drug alone or without people that are able to get to me should Mm -hmm. something happen you know because it's like you you really don't know what could go wrong Mm -hmm. especially with like when you're alone and it's something unfamiliar Mm. like there's there's this one kid that i knew his weed when he was like 13 was 13 like smoking just smoking weed his was laced with salvia 
It was, mm. yeah, yeah, that's a thing. Um, He's 13. Exactly. It was, like, doused. So, like, they dropped it on, and he was fucked that day. But, you know, that's why you do it, like, with people you love in a safe environment so that you can experience the effects of whatever you're ingesting and trying Mm -hmm. without the possibility of dying or getting addicted. Yeah, 100%. As we said, this all goes like full circle. And it all has to do with your mental health too. Like you can't just keep like for me i'll give you guys an example like for myself i smoked weed literally every single day even i'm gonna admit like before work i couldn't function without smoking weed and like now i can't smoke weed before work like at all it's changed that much yeah it's changed that much like i will literally freak out or i might have a panic attack because i'm at work because i'm like freaking myself out and being like oh my gosh i'm like i'm gonna get caught so like and it really has like a lot to do with how i was before and i was like before i didn't give a shit about my life i didn't give a shit about my job i didn't give a shit if i did anything and that's why i smoked weed whenever yeah and now because i do give a shit about my job and my mental health and because i'm just like fucked and i feel like weed really gave me a lot of anxiety i just can't smoke it before work or anything important Mm -hmm. um because i just freak out and i remember like one time i had a really important interview yeah it was really bad and so I decided to smoke weed before it and it just went horribly I was shaking I didn't know what to say Mm -hmm. I was like it was like the worst and it was such an an important interview yeah and so I realized like after that I'm like holy shit like I can't even have a proper interview anymore because I'm so reliant on just needing to smoke weed to feel like that's the only way I can have a conversation with someone. Oh, yeah. And that's the only way I can make people uh, or make people think I'm more inviting. Oh, okay. It's because I'm high. So it was like a booster. Exactly. Because naturally as a person, I wasn't or I'm not uh, really energetic. I'm more like laid back and chilled out. And I don't like to talk that often. I would argue against that. Uh, really? Yeah. yeah, I think you're pretty outgoing. Like, mm-hmm. just yeah. as like a baseline standard, mm-hmm. you're like pretty up there, you know? Yeah. You, like get people going. So, see, I feel like that really has a lot to do with how we really think of ourselves. Yeah. I feel like I put myself in a really low standard where I feel like, oh, I am just, just like I don't do anything and yeah. I'm just boring and people don't think i'm interesting um but hey it's the opposite i guess i'm amazing (laughs) gotta look at yourself objectively honey yeah but honestly that's how i was back then like i needed to smoke weed to feel like 
that's the only way I can have a connection with somebody or communicate with anyone or literally function Mm -hmm. um, because I was just so low as a person and I didn't know how to communicate with people properly and I was just like always too depressed and now that I know exactly how I feel and how weed makes me feel I feel like now I could actually take that out of the, the picture yeah. exactly um because i don't need to be smoking weed before work or important interviews you know i shouldn't be smoking weed as soon as i believe it or not like i couldn't even go to my family's without smoking weed oh yeah because i felt like i i couldn't be sober around anybody around family that's fair i can't be sober going home I feel that. In any situation, I was just like, I need weed. I can't function. And even with friends, it got that bad. It really got bad. And so, yeah, I just now, now that I look back, I'm like, oh, that's good. I calmed down from smoking too much. And when I do smoke it, it just feels like a good high. Like a recreational. Tolerance has lowered for me. Thank God. Yeah. And so I'm just, hopefully I don't get panic attacks anytime soon because of weed. Um, But yeah, I'm going to just say that just understand yourself, get to know yourself, know your tolerance, and don't get too hooked on something that you feel like is an escape from reality because sometimes you do have to live that reality. Yeah. Like you have to deal with the life. It is, yeah, a lot of it is escapism. Mm -hmm. Like, just not being able to do it, like, back to escapism. Like, you're escaping your reality. Mm -hmm. And you, weed helped you with that. Yeah, 100%. But, like, I have to be present. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the most important thing. And I feel like, I know, I remember I was like, oh my god, I'm going to smoke weed before my podcast. I'm completely sober now. But before, and the other episode oh, yeah. that I did I'm so baked and I'm like oh my gosh and I did it 20 million times oh no yeah so I'm like okay maybe maybe I shouldn't smoke weed before podcasts either <laughs> you know what I mean but at the same time like it really depends yeah okay sometimes maybe because I have Cyril next to me that gives me uh, a boost and that helps me. My crackhead energy. <laughs> you know, Estherl's my weed. There you go. Oh, So I guess like when I do it alone, it's just a little bit different. And yeah. maybe I need that to help me focus. But obviously, I know my limit and I know like how much I can smoke now because I will literally get a panic attack oh so, yeah. if you yeah. smoke too much you'll like that's you don't green out you have a panic attack yeah yeah i wish i greened out now oh. oh my gosh i know like the other day when we all smoked together i smoked way too much i think i smoked my pipe and then i smoked out of your yeah. uh, thing i don't even remember and you like ha- fell asleep at the table yeah and I was like holy shit that whole time I felt like I was gonna puke and I just needed to like go to bed and I was like okay I need to relax 
I should like stop doing this to myself because it's not really helping me and I know that I'm getting like these panic attacks I don't know if I told you what happened to me like literally a few days ago um I was at a friend's and I smoked weed and I literally had a panic attack on her balcony because I just saw too much gore and like bad shit happening that's quite literally one of your triggers yeah i no wonder oh my gosh i literally can't handle any of that and everyone knows i can't handle gore or anything and so i had a panic attack on her balcony and i was like oh my gosh i like the thing is i when i leave the house I try to like re- go and relax and have, be in a new environment because I feel like I'm in the, if I'm in the same place for too long, I just feel like I need to go do something with my yeah. life or else I'm gonna sorry yeah. I'm gonna go fall back to how I used to be before. Yeah, because before I used to just like sit on the couch, eat like two large pizzas to myself. Like, two bags of chips that are, like, this gigantic. Family sharing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, like, did not give a shit about myself. I didn't care about going to the gym, about anything that I ate, about how I looked. I was just like, you know what? My goal is to be 300 pounds. That's what I would say to my mom. Wow. Yeah. Because this kind of goes goes back to like how when I was younger I was just like gaining weight too off like too fast Mm -hmm. so I was like even when I was like 120 that's so thin and I was like I'm so fat oh yeah and so even though like sometimes on a daily basis I was told oh you're getting you're gaining weight getting fatter maybe you should like calm down and I'm like you know what? If I'm getting fatter, maybe I should just keep getting fatter. Okay. Yeah. In for a penny. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. You know, I'm going to just be 300 pounds and be that person on the 600 pound life. I just did not give a fuck, bro. And so like, as I got older, I like started realizing, oh my God, I'm so much bigger and i just like all that weed that i was smoking was making me eat even more Mm -hmm. and it started making me delusional to the point where i was like oh i'm like fine i'm i'm thin because nobody told me i was gaining weight um this is a whole different topic for another episode (laughs) about like weight gain and stuff but like um nobody ever told me because i feel like a lot of people kind of hide that and they don't want to just make you feel bad. So yeah. obviously they're not going to be like, oh, you're fat or you're gaining weight. Yeah, I'm not going to like look at my best friend and be like, you're, you're packing it on. <laughs> like yeah. it's smoking. I would feel so terrible yeah. if I said that to anyone. But at it's the same time, situation. I was like, yeah, it is it is a tough situation because like, I was gaining weight and no one was telling me, but at the same time, I was like so delusional enough to like think that I was not gaining weight and I was just like fine and I at least I wasn't 200 pounds. I was at 
70 during that time. And as soon as I hit 220 pounds, oh my gosh, I was like, bro, what the fuck? I... I couldn't do it anymore. 220 pounds, bro. It was like the breaking point. That was my, yeah. And so I started like going to the gym. And the thing is, I'm going to just say this. Weed helped me a lot when I was at the gym. Nice. Yeah. And that's the good thing about it is because even though it made me like eat so much and made me gain so much weight over the years, I found it useful in something else. And I used it towards something else to benefit me. That's good. Yeah. So... That's why I kind of, like, sometimes I try to, like, manipulate myself into thinking things. Oh, yeah. Fake it till you make it. Exactly. So I'm like, okay, yo, I need weed to work out. And so I would just smoke <laughs> weed to work out, and it, like, gave me adrenaline. Oh, yeah. Because during that time, like, I I smoked sativa like it was nothing. Yeah. And um, I was just way too chilled out as a person like if i went to the gym i would just be lazy okay so i was like okay i need to smoke weed this will be great so i smoked weed every time i before i went to the gym and like it was amazing yeah it worked out exactly and see that's where my story is pretty long but that's where you kind of try to need to find that balance of what you can use weed for if you just smoke weed and, like, order pizza and that's all you're going to do and just sit in front of your couch and, like, eat. I mean, The things that we do, like, we would smoke weed, we would come together and we would have a good time, have, a, like, a family conversation. Yeah. Enjoy it. Enjoy it um, and not waste it on just, like, sitting down and, like, being a couch potato because that's how I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I regretted it so much. Like, oh, my God. It was, like the worst but all that weed gone to waste in my tummy oh my god (laughs) with all that food um instead i could have just i don't know i'm like rambling you could have oh no you're not i i totally get your story i and i agree completely Mm -hmm. like it is a lot with like how you use your high quote unquote Mm -hmm. because when you were younger you used it um and it kind of exacerbated certain parts of your mental health Mm -hmm. i would say like when you put yourself down you're like i'm quiet and shy well that's not a put down but like you know when you Mm -hmm. when you don't feel the best about yourself and you smoke weed as an escape kind of comes back to you in that you regress you know Mm -hmm. and when you told yourself okay i'm not gonna smoke weed and eat on the couch anymore because you realized that smoking weed just to laze around pulled you down it like made you regress back into that little girl that wasn't sure of herself like had terrible mental health and like blah 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 but when you utilize the weed and the high to your advantage when you started going to the gym and like it was mentally stimulating and gave you energy mm-hmm. i think that's the best way you can use weed is like or any type of drug is just use the drug to better yourself not to stop yourself from feeling 
there's like a lot of people have breakthroughs like on weed or drugs there's freaking ayahuasca america there's like an entire freaking tribe of people that just do peyote and ayahuasca all day because it's spiritually enlightening for them it's like a drug from south america i'm not well versed in it so don't quote me on this but they there's like there's some resorts that you can go to where you just do ayahuasca all day and it's like mental health and like spiritual resorts so you pay money to like go there and like like some white guy in a hawaiian shirt will like meet you and he'll explain like the history of the ayahuasca what you're gonna do on the um escape and how it affects you and it's in like it's insane when you think about it like people pay money to go there and have fun with these drugs because the like the drug laws there are so lax like you know Mm -hmm. we can have that in canada wow but yeah there's it's all about how you utilize and like those tribe that use ayahuasca spiritually they use that specifically for ritualistic purposes and finding an inner self Mm. they're not lazing around the rainforest you know eating bags of chips (laughs) it's like yeah literally oh my gosh that's what i love about this is it kind of just everything has something to do with one another you know like if you're um if you're doing these drugs it either has something to do with your mental health or it either has something to do with the fact that literally just your mental health because i was gonna say escapism again but like that really does it's all about your mentality your mind you know your thoughts are so powerful anything that you do to yourself has an effect on those brain cells that <laughs> you call job 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 <laughs> my you called cells. john and bob <laughs> but yeah those two brain cells that you have left just like me right now you'll lose them you know some aspects of your mind there's some things that will kind of like let's say detach i was going to say that Everything really does come full circle, like the drugs that you use, how you use it, um, whether you use it for like your mental health or whether you use it for just like pain in your body. Just understand what you're taking, basically, is all I'm trying to say. And understand that not every drug is bad for you. As long as you know your limit and as long as you... I'm going to say not every drug is bad for you. Drugs are bad for you, kids. Okay? <laughs> Don't do drugs, Exactly. Yeah. Limit yourself from taking excessive amounts of drugs. Okay, that's the most important thing. We're not saying don't smoke weed. We're not saying, like, don't do molly because that'll be hypocritical because yeah. we literally do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but understand your limits and understand what these drugs do because mom... And anybody out there. Future employers. Exactly. Like, weed, everyone does it, I swear. Say you're the big head CEO of 
like sports check. I don't even know. Oh my god! I bet you he smokes weed C- every day. CEOs do the most drugs. Oh and yeah, crime, criminal activities. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> See, you guys take that as a great example. Even the most successful people do the worst of drugs. Thank God you're not. You're better than them. Yeah. Okay. You're not doing drugs. <laughs> Those are illegal. <laughs> Literally. Like, no, but yeah, you totally. You just gotta work in moderation and make sure you don't exploit. Yeah. The thing is, is I feel like the only reason why, let's say, these CEOs do all these drugs is 100% because of like the pressure that they go through and all the shit that they go through on a daily basis. But I'm sure that they know their limits because they're very successful human beings and they know what they're taking. Who knows? Um, I don't know anyone of those people. But the thing is, is as I was getting at before, just know what you're doing. You know, don't get yourself into trouble that you don't need to get into. Searle made crack before. (laughs) Okay. Explain that to us, please. I... It was a Saturday morning. <laughs> I woke up from my Friday night bender and I would just go upstairs and my roommate's friend who was um, crashing on our couch at that time, um, he was just chilling in the living room. I was like, what are you up to? He's like, oh, you know, just cutting some stuff up. Oh, sorry. I should have mentioned he it was a dealer. Um of various substances. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to explain that. Oh, you know, it's fine. I'm not saying names. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, oh, you know, just cutting it up. And uh, he had all of these, like, bottles and stuff and, like, con- like dishes um, and, like, some tinfoil or something just around him. I was like, what? You, this looks like a science experiment. What are you up to? And he's like, oh, you're, I'm just cooking. I was like, oh, you're dead ass making crack. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. Do you, wanna, do you want me to show you? I was like, yeah, show me. And then he did. I'm not going to say if I made it or not. But, <laughs> but I did learn a certain skill that I had not previously expected. No. Yeah, work. I had no idea. when. If you would have told me. When I was 10 years old, hey, you know what? You're going to know how to make crack one day because, like, some skinny dude is just chilling at your house is going to show you. I wouldn't have believed you. I would have probably called my deacon mm-hmm. at my local church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you don't know where life takes you. And all you can do is roll with it, mm-hmm. I guess. And just if you are going to do drugs understand yourself educate yourself like i remember like one time you mentioned that like you're glad that you don't make crack because like of having to look over your shoulder constantly and having to worry constantly that's what happens exactly that's the thing with like when you deal with heavy drugs like such as cocaine um and like things that are extremely difficult to get off of and work through and are literally life ruining you realize that it's like you can't get yourself caught up in that Mm -hmm. you know especially when you see its effects like i 
thank God weed is legal in Canada now because I would not fuck with dealers anymore just for like like my peace of mind you know I like to know what I buy where it's grown who's selling it to me and making sure that it's like not tampered in any way which is what I appreciate from the whole uh legislation with these other drugs you aren't 100 percent sure of what you're getting because it's um non-regulated mm. you know because you can uh the guy i knew he swore up and down that he was the cleanest guy in the city he didn't cut anything with anything i believe him but when you talk to like a stranger and you say the same thing you don't know the person personally you don't know what the hell you're getting you know yeah like especially with shrooms anything that you don't buy in a store isn't regulated in my opinion yeah shrooms were a real hit and miss every other bag was just weird oh yeah see that's why i don't fuck with shrooms that's a sign pussy that's a sign that shrooms (laughs) suck (laughs) that sounds like depression Oh my god, better than shrooms. Wow. (laughs) Actually, no, I'm not even going to say that. (laughs) Fuck. Like, oh my gosh. Honestly, drugs know where they're coming from and know how to use them. And know yourself. And know yourself. 100%. Know yourself. Understand who you are as a human being. Get to know yourself a little bit, you know? Have like some time with yourself. Chill. Have a me day and. I feel like when you really start getting to know who you are as a human being, you really start to know what you like and what you don't like and mm-hmm. what your limits are and how to really take care of yourself. Because I feel like the people who don't know how to take care of themselves are the people who are so closed off from like growth and learning. Like one time I gave a gift, a book, a self-help book, and I swear to God, I don't think that book till this day has ever been read. Oh. And that's kind of like the sad thing yeah. about it is like certain people who just don't want don't growth in their life. Yeah. That's where you're kind of stuck. And that's kind of where uh, drugs will kind of come in and act as an escapism for some people. So do your best to get to know yourself because that's the funnest thing yeah everyone's kind of narcissistic like why don't you add a little bit more sprinkle a little bit more of me exactly honestly if you're going to like learn about yourself enjoy learning about yourself you Mm -hmm. know like there you smoke drugs that's fine your drugs inherently aren't bad substances how you use them is what determines if they're good or bad. You're not bad for doing drugs. You're not bad for wanting to do drugs. You're not bad for choosing not to do drugs. It's all about you, baby. Mm-hmm. You just gotta figure that out. And if drugs help, so be it. If they don't, make sure you catch yourself before that. Yeah, 100%. Gotta be safe. Educate, read, learn mm-hmm. all you can. Yes. Be safe. Yes. First and foremost. Yes. Hundred percent. Oh man. Thank you so much for being on this episode right now. Thanks for having me. Oh, you guys. I probably didn't even mention this in the beginning, but Cyril's my roommate. 
oh, love yeah. of my life. <laughs> so I was like dying to have her on this podcast and oh, we finally did it. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I wanted to talk about like a topic that we both really like talk about normally on a daily basis and I feel like um it's good to have you guys in in the conversation because hey maybe you'll relate to us as well honestly it's hard finding people that can speak candidly about drugs and like their usage people think they know everything about drugs and um oh my god and that oh my gosh I know how to do this and that but low-key like Nobody knows anything, okay? No one's an expert. Even your dealer knows nothing, okay? Yo. Like, unless you're, like, literally the growing your own weed at home, maybe you'll know a little bit, but low-key, you still don't know shit. Exactly. <laughs> Take this as, like, a stepping stone, a learning curve into kind of getting to know yourself. And, hey, if getting to know yourself involves drugs, that's fun, you know? It's fun. Know your limits. Okay. Don't do cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If anything, don't do methamphetamines or crack cocaine. Yes. Don't. Or anything that you inject yourself with. Like, I don't want to give you guys ideas right now. Okay. Yeah. But don't do any hard drugs. I'm going to just say that. It's not worth it. I've, like, if you watch movies or anything about those people that are going through all these things with these harsh drugs it's real bro yeah it's real okay even if they're like stabbing themselves with the needle like that's kind of low-key how it looks like in real life but a little bit more disturbing i think um so don't dig yourself into that hole don't uh, create that future that you don't want yeah you know don't give yourself an opportunity to ever touch these drugs if you're offered it don't worry about it don't do it mm-hmm. don't even consider it because yeah. your life is worth a lot more than a fleeting high yeah and there's no such thing as peer pressure if you know who you are as a person you can stand up for yourself and that's all i'm gonna say if you can't stand up for yourself then a hundred percent you're gonna be peer pressured into doing uh these certain things and that's why it's so important to get to know yourself as a human being because then you can start to stand up for yourself. It all comes full circle at this point. Like, know who you are. Understand your surroundings. Understand the environment that you're in. Who your friends with will you be with. there with exactly when you're doing these certain drugs that you decide to take. It's all about understanding and learning. Yeah. That's all that it, it's about, to be honest. We're so. all learning. Exactly. So, thank you. I feel like I've said thank you so many times. No, thank yeah. you. It's because we. It's because we have tangents, <laughs> and I have ADHD. I love tangents. I love ADHD. Oh, I love that medication. You know, that's what <laughs> that's what creates these episodes. I love you so much. I love you. Thank you so much and you guys Cyril has an amazing photography page if y'all want to like follow I'm gonna tag her Instagram page because y'all need to know who I spoke to obviously it's not some random should tag like I don't know who's a shitty person right now Donald Donald Trump Trump. (laughs) instead of me 
Oh my god, as a special guest, I just have Donald <laughs> Trump's picture. We're gonna talk about drugs. Exactly. Oh, well, I love you I love again. You. And thank you so much for taking the time out of your day oh. to come here and do this. Thank you for having me and even considering me to be on your I hope you come back. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, there's so many more topics and episodes that are going to come out. And um, Cyril will be back. So y'all, I know you love her already. So she'll be back for another episode. (laughs) Everyone's closed the app. (laughs) They've reported your Spotify. Everyone's done. (laughs) Get her! (laughs) Alright, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And um, look forward to the next episode. See you there. Bye. Bye.